Good evening and welcome to another episode of A Burning Desire to Talk with Lou and Mark. I'm Lou. And I'm Mark. And we're back at it again, my friend. Yep. Let me tell you something. That last show that we did with uh, our special guest, Nicole, was something incredible, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, man. It sure was. That was, uh, that was, I think, by far probably the best one that we've done. It was so informative. It was so uh, just filled with, with great information. I learned a lot of stuff that night. I don't know how you feel, but um, Nicole is just a wealth of information, and she brings it across so uh, in a manner that is so easy to understand, um, especially when you when you're first being introduced to it. Gems, stones, chimes, uh, Reiki. Reiki was somewhat uh, familiar with, uh, but really don't understand how it works clearly, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just a lot of different topics, and she just spun them in a way where it was so easy to understand. But you know what the crazy part is? So <clears throat> I had um, I received a uh, a text today from my uh, my cousin who I refer to as my sister, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, "My mind is blown." She's listening to the to the episode, and she said, "My mind is blown right now. I can't even believe you guys are talking about this." I have a friend of mine. She says who uh, starts, who's very into uh, stones and gems and, and uh, uh, I, I think of a frequency healing and all these holistic forms of, of, um, of, uh, of energy, right? And she says, uh, I can't believe you guys are talking about stones and gems and stuff like that here. I, I, I just got some for the first time, you know, and, and all these things. And who knew, right? Yeah, like I told you before. Synchronicity my, right Yeah, there. our one cousin said to me, who knew you had this one, this, this side to you, right? Um, and you're right. That's exactly what it is, synchronicity. So um, once again, I want to thank Nicole for coming. That was, uh, that was fantastic. She sure did have a lot of energy, too. She did. Oh. You could feel. F- full of positive energy. Yeah, positive energy. And I certainly look forward to having her back again, as I'm sure you do. Um, and I also want to take an opportunity to thank everybody that's been reaching out via uh, primarily Facebook and leaving the, the uh, nice comments that you've been leaving. Thank you very much. We certainly hope to continue providing you guys with the type of content that, uh, that is interesting and, um, um, and maybe helps you think in a different way and, and um, at least is, uh, is thoughtful from that standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're very nice, very nice uh, compliments. Shout out to everybody who's been on the Facebook page with um, the very, very, very cool responses. Yeah, and the group is growing, so thanks for that. Um, I guess people are really liking the content, and we hope to continue that um, that for you, and uh, we'll keep that going tonight. You know, one thing, Mark, after, after the episode, right, I went home, I was... You know, laying in bed, I was thinking to myself, and then subsequently over the last day or so, we talked about so many different um, uh, topics, uh, all revolving around different forms of energy, how the indigenous uh, people, um, uh, the original uh, inhabitants of, uh, of this land and many other lands, uh, while they didn't have structured religion, uh, their religion was really community and, the, and family and, and the structure that they had um, with that utilizing um, uh, stones and, 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 and gems and, and nature in and of itself. And the messages that um, those things would, uh, that they, they try to convey to each other, even within each other or, or other tribes and, and, and so on and so forth. And I started thinking, 
well, what about messages? Because all those things can, can be explained as, at least as far as our level of understanding of it, right? Right. Well, what about messages of, of healing, of pain, maybe simple messages just of contact, uh, but coming from the other side? You know, the quote-unquote other side. What does it mean? So many of us, so many people, have had experiences with people that have passed that they've, uh, uh, they've come to, they've come back and, and made com- uh, contact uh, with some of us. And, 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 you know, I believe that some of us are more open to it than others. And I do believe what Nicole said, that we're all open to it. Some of us just understand it better and, and actually have, you know, our, our spiritual eye, as I refer to it, open to be able to either see it uh, or feel it. Um, Nicole has said that she can't see, for example, um, apparitions or anything like that, but she can certainly feel energy, right? right? Uh, you, on the other hand, have not only felt um, uh, this, the, this level of contact, you've also seen things in the form of your dreams. Mm-hmm. I myself have had not as many experiences as, as you've had. Uh, you seem to have experiences every week. Um, I remember only a few that have happened over the last 20 years, but they were so vivid, so real to me um, that, you know, I just, I could, I could tell you what they, what it was like now, even though it happened, you know, 15, uh, almost 20 years ago, one in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll get into that real quick. So with these messages that are, can be put into the category of the unexplained, right? We look for answers with a lot of these, within a lot of these um, experiences that we have. I have no idea what this means. I'm going to tell you the story, um, tell you all the story, and maybe maybe some of you can tell me what this means. I don't know. Um, but this one particular evening, I had this dream. And um, I, I'm on a dock Right, I'm at the shore. You know, obviously, I, I, I hear seagulls, right? Uh, but but I, I know that I'm on a dock, but I can't really see anything because the light is so bright. It's 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 unlike any other brightness that I've ever seen before. And I hear voices, but I can't see anybody. Yet I I know everyone that's around me. Right. So I recognize, but I but I couldn't tell you who was there. I just know that I knew everybody that was there. There's one particular voice that is as clear to me as you are sitting here next to me that keeps telling me, are you ready? He's coming. He's almost here. Are you ready? And I'm like, what? What? You know, what are you talking about? Who? who who's coming? And by the way, I was a, a younger man. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember wearing, I was, what I was wearing, I was wearing these gray shorts with this blue champion t-shirt. It was was my favorite t-shirt at the time when I was younger and my favorite shorts, I I know, you know, back then. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have to think that I was about, everybody had their favorite shorts. Yeah. I have to think that I was maybe, I I don't know. I like in my early twenties, I would say. Okay. So. Anyway, he keeps telling me, are you ready? Are you ready? He's coming. He's coming. He's almost here. And, I'm, and I keep asking, who's coming? All of a sudden, the crowd erupts. Uh, he's, he gets even more excited. And he says, he's here. He's here. And I turn around, and there's this, there's this little old man. Right? I mean, 
elderly gentleman, humped over, right, walking with a cane. I don't know him, but yet I immediately recognize him. And I said, oh my God, what are you doing here? And I take him by the hand, right? And he says to me, oh my God, it's so good to see you. It's been so long. And I said, um, you know, where, where are we? What are we, what are we doing? And he says, oh, you, you know where we are. And um, we continue walking down the dock. And we, uh, the, the other voice says to me, okay, you guys need to get on this boat. And I said, well, where are we going? And again, the voice says to me, you know where you're going. You know, but in a very calm, nice voice says, you know where you're going. It's, it's okay. And the, the little old man says to me, um, it's been a long time since you've been gone. And I immediately reference it that, you know, the, the, the fact that it's my oldest son who today is 19. And here he was as a, as, a, as a little old man at the time when I had this dream. He must have been maybe about five or six. And um, he says, you know, it was difficult uh, when you first left. Uh, but mommy's okay. And... Um, um, my sister and, and, and brother are fine. Um, you should see them now, how much older they are and everything. And I'm like taken back. I can't believe that I'm having this conversation with my son, who at the time was five, six years old, and now is this little old man. And um, we proceed to, to get on the boat. And that's when I wake up. But when I wake up, I immediately sit up in bed. I was startled. And I had this overwhelming feeling of peace, Mark. It's a feeling I've never had before. I, I, I can't even explain the feeling that I had, but I knew, yet I knew where it was coming from, what it was. It, I can only venture to say, venture to guess that it's the same feeling when you're first born, right? That we clearly don't remember, mm -hmm. right? And... It was so overwhelming, so powerful. I, I almost started getting choked up. And I immediately looked up. I laid down and, and I looked straight up and I said, and I had a conversation with God. I said, listen, I don't know what your plans are. But if this is, if what I just, if what just happened is what I think happened, you know, my kids are too young. However, you know, they still need me, but however... If, if that's your plan, then that's your plan, and I'm okay with it. I said, I'm going to go back to bed now. <laughs> and, I, and I shut my eyes, and, and when I woke up in the morning, you know, I, I did one of those, you know, I opened one eye first, you know what I mean? I was like, am I still here, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, I've told this story before, and people have told me their, their, what their thoughts are that, that, I, that I died, and I got to see what it a glimpse anyway of what it would be like um but my job here wasn't done and so therefore you know I, I didn't pass away I came back and but but Mark I will tell you that feeling of when I first woke up that peaceful feeling I'm telling you I can't even just there are no words to describe the feeling that I that I felt that at, at that moment mm -hmm. was it was it was divine. It wasn't of this world. It was different. 
It was unbelievable. I'm getting goosebumps just even thinking about it. It was unbelievable. What does something like that, what could something like that mean? Yeah. yeah, it's a good question. And, you know, you said other people had their, uh, you know, interpretations. I guess you may have told some friends or family members, like, well, maybe right after you had it. And, uh, I mean, each person's probably going to dissect it their own way. You know? Sure. But, but only you are going to have it, uh, an explanation in your own mind, you know, and in your own thoughts and feelings, how, how you know, how you feel about the, what the actual dream meant to you. Right. You know? Well, I can tell you this. I mean, the part about my oldest being a little old man and all that stuff. I mean, that what that tells me is that I clearly passed before, uh, before they did, which is good because you don't, you know, you don't want, obviously you know, as a parent, you, you never want to experience your children passing before you. Right. So I guess from that standpoint, it's a good thing. Right. But, but, and you're right. And people will dissect it and look at it differently and have their own explanations. But I know what I felt. I know what I felt when I woke up. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was different. That wasn't... And not a feeling you ever had before. Never. Time, right? Never. Never. Not, not before and not since. And I can tell you, it, it, it was... It, the only, the only th- the way that I can describe it, it was, is it was divine. It was different. It was absolutely something of a not of this world and to me it was everything that I understand or what we hope heaven is like or when you've passed over um, and what it's supposed to be that to me is what it's supposed to be like what it's supposed to feel like you know yeah you know dream state is uh, is like uncharted waters you know, there's never really been an ex- explanation about what exactly are dreams. You can look at the science, and even scientists, you know, they'll look at it from, a, you know, neuroscience will look at it, and I believe they say all the time it's just, you know, the, the recorded memories and the cognitive skills, you know, just being recited yeah. in, the, in, the, in the memory in the brain while they're, while they're sleeping. But individuals that look for it, I want to look at it from a spiritual standpoint, they'll say, well, you know what, maybe it's more than that because... You know, like you just said, an example with your dream, maybe they get a certain feeling of of something after having the dream. You know, um, also uh, there's, you know, you talk, we talked about the ancients before. Even I believe it was the Aborigines. They even call their it's like their spiritualism in a sense, dreamland. You know, mm-hmm. it's just ironic that they give it that title. You know. Yeah, yeah, it is ironic that they give it that title. You know, so science says it's it, it's. From a neuroscience standpoint, you know, they're talking about its memories, it's, it's the neurons still working, but it, it's just so different that you think about the bodies actually at the most dormant state, you know, we talk about all these different levels of consciousness, you know, there's the consciousness, there's subconsciousness, you know, there's unconsciousness, you know, and then there's higher levels of consciousness, but when you're asleep, again, your body's at the most dormant state, you know, it's just your involuntary muscles and everything in your body working at once so to be able to recall all of that stuff like even in the example they used you had that dream but then you woke up and you recited everything but your body's in the most dormant state it possibly can be in you know it's just laying there it's just sleeping you know it's it's in the most dormant state you know they say it's the subconscious state but there's all that going on though in the dream you know for you to sit back and recite everything afterwards and 
some of it, you know, doesn't, it couldn't be recited memory, some of it, because... Because it never happened. Yeah, yeah, like in yours, you, there were two different age groups, you know. That, which, two different age groups, uh, a physical experience unlike anyone that I've ever had before, right? So it can't just be explained as um, your body reciting uh, uh, dormant data, if you will, yeah. you know, um, because it, it never happened to me before. Right. I never experienced it before, you know. Uh, to me, from the spiritual side, I mean, again, from the physical side, I know what I felt. You know, I know, I know what happened, and people can dissect it any way they like, right? But I know what I felt, mm-hmm. and. From a spiritual side, um, I don't, you know, I, I know that that particular evening I got to experience something that, yes, thousands of people have experienced, you know. And it's, I guess you could chalk it up to one of those things where it's like um, uh, uh, whether you believe it in, in it or not, um, until it happens to you or until you experience it, um, there's always, because we're cynical by nature, you know, um, there's always that, well, you know, what if it's something else, right? Um, that, w- that was the nail in the coffin for me, that in terms of can people briefly go to the other side or experience something from the other side, come back to tell the story, right? How many stories have we heard of people uh, actually passing away and meeting Jesus, and they all describe them the same way. The same exact way. Two people that have never met before, right? Right. Have an experience like that, although their their personal experience might be different, the way they describe heaven, if in fact they did go to heaven, or, or how they, uh, uh, their description of Jesus, if they met Jesus, right? It, it's always the same way, Right. Uh, with varying degrees of, you know, length of hair and, you know, what he was wearing and, and stuff like that. But it's always relatively the same. That can't just be, um, it's more than just common knowledge, if you will. Yeah. You know, it's more than just common knowledge, I feel. Um, and there's a, there's, a, there's a million different things that um, people that have passed, another one. For example, my wife, um, you know, has a gift. She has the gift, what I refer to as a gift, as being able to connect with people that have uh, passed away uh, several times over, uh, over the years. People that have passed have come back to, visited, to visit with her. Case in point, the most um, poignant one that I remember at, right now, anyway, at this point, is... When she was growing up, she had two neighbors, two brothers. Uh, their names were Bill and Ed. They lived right next door. Um, they didn't have families. They really just had my wife's family. Um, my mother-in-law would take care of them. They were elderly. And um, while they didn't have any families of their own, they really you know, were part of my wife's family. And they viewed my wife and her brothers as their grandchildren and so on and so forth. They spent a lot of time together. We'd get invited over for the holidays and any uh, birthday parties, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Well, Bill and Ed both smoked this type of cigar. I don't know what type it was. I don't know what it smelled like or, you know, because I wasn't around then, right? 
and and my wife has no idea what kind of cigar it was however the the smell the odor of it was very distinct and and you know when someone um, is smoking a cigar you that, that doesn't even matter they might not even they don't even have to be standing next to you or sitting next to you you know when someone's smoking a cigar yeah was this a spooky is this fire no no and and you and you're downwind <laughs> because you're getting smacked in the face with it you should see him right now squirming left and right trying to get out of the it's, way it seems of like the it's smoke. not going anywhere else but the right no it, this way. and it's directly it is coming it is. directly at you so to that point um this one saturday afternoon I'm in my house, in the living room, watching whatever I was watching, probably a ball game, and my wife's in the kitchen, and she says, uh, yo, come here for a minute, and I said, why? She said, come here for a second. I get up, I go in the kitchen, I go, what? She says, do you smell that? I go, I don't smell anything. What? She said, you don't smell anything at all, nothing, and I said, no. She goes, you don't smell cigars, and I go, no. She says, well, I think Bill and Ed are here. One, if not both, are here because it's almost as if they're blowing their cigars in my face. It is so powerful. This room would be filled up with smoke. That's how heavy the odor is right now. And you don't smell nothing. I said, nothing, Michelle, nothing. She says, I said to her, as a matter of fact, I said, listen, I know that you're open to this and, 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 and people have connected with you and everything, right? So then I, I quickly turn and I go, listen, fellas, if you guys are really here right now, don't be jumping out when I'm going upstairs by myself. Don't be doing, uh, you know, going up and down steps at night or anything like that, right? But I, I just think it's so cool that people have that ability to connect with people that have actually passed to the point where they can smell uh, their cigars, they can smell perfume. We talked about in the last episode, some people can even smell flowers and things like that. Um, I just think it's amazing. Yeah, that is. That is amazing. And and you wonder, is it actually materializing in the physical world? Like you just said, the flowers or, or, or uh, perfume uh, or the cigar, you know? And, it, and it, if that is truly happening... That is, that is quite amazing how it can actually be left behind or manifest into the, into the physical world. I know I've heard other people actually say the very similar stories that they've actually smelled things. Right. You know, they've actually smelled right. things. And, and what makes it more incredible is the fact that we're both in the same room and I can't smell it. Mm-hmm. She can. She's the only one that can smell it. We've been places, dude. <clears throat> so, Michelle also has the ability to... Uh, feel things that aren't good either, right? So we've been places where, um, you know, she's turned to me and said, we can't stay here. We have to leave. There's something in this house or there's something, um, you know, in this building. There's something wherever we are. Case in point, not long ago, she and, and her best friend were at the uh, at our local um, <clears throat> uh, farmer's market. And you know how the, uh, the farmer markets are usually... Um, uh, separated by little stores that sell this, little stores that sell that, and right. so on and so forth. There's usually a bookstore. There's usually definitely always an antique shop, right? Filled with old stuff, right? Usually furniture, right? She said that when they were walking down the, uh, the corridor, she, it was like it, she got smacked in the face with it. She grabbed her friend by the arm. She said she was about to go in there. She told her, do not go in there because there's, there's something attached 
to something in this room. And what you don't want to do is obviously inadvertently buy that, take it home with you. You know, or, so she was having like a gut feeling, as as people would say, the cliche. Well, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything cliche about it in terms of. I don't think you can put it as a gut feeling. This is something that she actually felt. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, a, I'm just saying that's the phrase that's used a lot. But people say that they actually feel like, from a spiritual sense, you know, uh, you know, their soul's feeling it, or somehow yeah. they're feeling it inside. Yeah. But people will say, "Oh, you're getting that gut feeling." Yeah, she you know, was. That's... She was physically feeling that there's something that there was something attached to something in that little store that she wanted. She knew she wanted no parts of, and she wasn't going to let her friend have any parts of it either, because God forbid, inadvertently, she can't tell you which one it is. But she knew that there was something attached to something in that uh, in that little store and um you know they quickly you know gathered their stuff and and went about their business and you know uh i think left you know soon thereafter but um that sort of stuff happens all the time to her you know that falls under the category of the unexplained yeah has to you know how do some people feel that and some people don't you know it's like when they say children for example and I guess it's due to their innocence and so on and so forth, are open to seeing um, ghostly figures. Right. Right? <clears throat> um, case in point, a friend of mine, matter of fact, uh, lived across the street from this house. Now, this is what was weird about it, though. Um, this was new constru- relatively new construction, right, on this particular plot of land that they built this uh, development on, Right. And I think it was his nephew or something like that was about seven or eight years old, whatever. But the people directly across the street had gone on vacation. They, they weren't home. And uh, this one day, uh, they were backing out of the driveway. And the little boy says to his wife, says to my friend's wife, hey, who's the little boy across the street in the window waving at me? Right, And she's like, what? In the house across the street, there's a little boy in the window. He's waving at me. She turns around, dude. She looks at that house. There's nobody in that house. There were no cars in the driveway. No one was visiting. In fact, she knew that they were on vacation because they told her they were going on vacation. Right? While they themselves did have small children, they obviously took their children with them on vacation. Wow. And there were there was no one house sitting that especially that would have had a little kid with them, mm-hmm. right? Um, yet this little boy saw this another little boy across the street in the way in the window waving to me to him. And every time the little boy would come over, he would tell them the little boy was on the was on the steps. The little boy was on the front yard. The little boy was standing in the window. And every time they looked, there was no one there. They just better hope that there wasn't a boy over there trespassing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, all can decide. I mean, that's, that's very interesting, and it falls under what you just said, unexplainable. You know, um, what it can be. Like, you know, there's thousands of those stories out there. You hear them all the time. And what is it? Is it, is it something uh, between dimensions? Is there energies that are maybe in between one and the other 
and still can somewhat be seen. I mean, it's so unexplainable, but like people that see it swear that they see it and there are no other explanations, you know? So it could be something between, you know, the inner dimensions, you know, between two different planes of existence, we'll say. You know, some people will refer as the different planes of existence or different dimensions. Right, right. But is it sometimes something where spiritually there's they a, got a stuck soul here? that got stuck in between the, the, the two dimensions? Something awful happened, maybe? Yeah, something. Listen to this one. This is, listen, I, you know, for as many... I have a ton of these stories um, that are just unexplained. Mm -hmm. Listen to this one. Um, a buddy of mine, uh, actually his, his parents uh, moved from um, where, where they had lived for you know, 30, 40 years, right? And bought this house near here, as a matter of fact, right? Uh, a couple towns down the road closer to me, right? And uh, it was an older home, and um, there had been one family, apparently, they ha that had lived in the house, right? And so, anyway, there was this one room that their dogs continuously barked at, right? Would never go in and always barked at, just continuously barked at this one room. When you went into the room, there was an outlet every, like, two or three feet. Right. So the I think it was I think it was his mom um, called the the realtor and said soon after they bought it. Right. Said, listen, let me ask you a question. What do you know about this house? She said, well, I know there was one owner. They lived there forever. Um, she asked, did they have any kids? She said they did have a boy who was sick. They did have one child who was sick. And was apparently hooked up to a lot of different things, which explained all the outlets in this one room. But these were okay. older outlets. So this must have, I venture to guess, it must have been sometime during, sometime between the 40s and the 60s, I guess. Right? Okay. Maybe the 70s even. But uh, nonetheless, they, they did have a son, and he was hooked up to a lot of stuff. And um, apparently, he passed in the house. So, Thanksgiving comes around. It's their first Thanksgiving in the house. And my buddy's nephew, uh, is, uh, his, uh, his sister is over. They bring their kids over. And the one, uh, his one nephew, who at the time was probably seven or eight years old. Well, he's downstairs in the basement, right? And it's time to eat dinner. They call everybody up or, you know, everyone to gather at the table and so on and so forth. And they keep calling him. Little so-and-so, come up. Little so-and-so, come up. He's not coming up, but he's making a whole bunch of noise in this basement. Finally, he comes upstairs. He's drenched in sweat, right? And they're like, um, oh, we've been calling you, buddy. Well, you know, what are you doing? And his response was, oh, we were jumping on the couch. Did you hear what I said? He said, said we were jumping on the couch. Mm -hmm. They didn't catch it at first, right? So they, he sits down. I think they have dinner, whatever. And um, he finishes up. He says, may I, be, may I be excused? I want to go down and play again. And that's when they realized, and I think it was my buddy that said, to wait a second, did you say we? Like, who, what do you mean, who are you playing with? The little boy is downstairs jumping with me on the, on the couches downstairs. Later that night, dude, right, he and his now wife are in bed. They're, they're sleeping, whatever. And this is, he's got no reason to lie, okay? Mm -hmm. Um... 
Steve was on his left side. He turns around. He hears, he hears his girlfriend kind of like breathing heavy, gasping for air, sort of. Mm-hmm. He turns, and this little boy, not his nephew, is sitting on her chest. He looks over at my buddy. He cl- my buddy closes his eyes. He does the sign of the cross, and the little boy disappears. Wow. All of a sudden, she can breathe again. Mm-hmm. So for the next two or three nights while they were there, they see this little kid walking down the hallway, walking up and down the stairs. They literally see him to the point where they see him so often now that when they walk in the house, they actually talk to him. Hey, we're home. Just letting you know we're home kind of thing. You know, they're not expecting a response, obviously. If you did, you know, get the hell out of there, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but, and, and he's never... No more signs of the cross? He's never done anything to them. Mm-hmm. He's never threatened them in any way. But he's made his appearance, his presence known. Yeah. Isn't it one of the things that they say that, um, if you hear of many of these spiritual, like, say, ghost stories, let's say we're manifesting into a, a physical form or whatever you want to call it, they always say that the direction that should be is... Like you had said earlier, making the sign of the cross was go to the light. You hear that sometimes. Right. You know, you uh, tell whatever they, they go say. Go to the light, yeah. Go to the light, and then usually whatever it is is there, you know, will usually disappear into that other. Uh, and, and I know that they've asked that question. In fact, I know that they've done that. They had the house blessed. Mm-hmm. They had, they've done pretty much everything. But because he's never harmed them in any way or he's never, like, threatened or been threatening in any way, they kind of just let it be what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have, I, from what my buddies told me, uh, they have told them, you know, go to the light, you know, why, why are you here, go be with your family, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And there's something with that house that he just won't go. That's his house. He won't leave. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, my God, dude. Stuff like that. Wow. You know, like, what is it, what does that, like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know? I don't know, but these stories that you're telling, mm-hmm. and you do say you have a lot of them, they are perfect campfire, you know, the old campfire stories that usually when you're out in the woods or people are actually camping are good stories. Yeah, but the difference is that a lot of times those stories are made up. These are all real. I know. That's the part that's chilling. That's the part that would be chilling. That's the part that's chilling because these are all experiences that people have had, random experiences with people that have passed, that have passed, that obviously haven't completely gone to the other side. And yet there's people like my wife and like yourself yeah. that have the ability to to um, connect with them. Connect or maybe see things or how, you know, however you want to describe it. My experiences haven't really been, and there's so many of them, there's lists and lists. But, you know, they're, they're not similar to what you're talking about where you're actually seeing something physically in a form. But I've had dreams that I've shared with you, and we'll call them visions or, you, you know, just flat out home dreams but it's more or less seeing something in a in a dream state uh, but again unexplainable unexplainable but i'll i'll, I'll give you one if, if you like and yeah, I, know elaborate. I, sh- yeah, I shared elaborate. with you i shared with you before but i'll tell it again this was a recent one but it'll go back to just last year so again it's nothing where you ever see anything you know in the physical form it's it's going to sleep um you're now asleep it's in the middle of the night relaxed yep relaxed like i say in that dormant state and yep. then all of a sudden you go into dream state you know they call it that REM sleep yeah and uh this one that i had uh last year particularly i went to sleep and in the dream um i was walking in a different area that was nothing like uh the area that i live around so the 
uh, landscape looked different. In other words, the trees weren't similar. Even the grass was a little bit different. Okay. And I noticed it was pretty bright out in the stream. And in the stream, I walked down into, um, I crossed a, I guess it would be like a little field. I wouldn't say meadow, but it would be more like a field of grass. And I went down into, um, I guess you would call it, uh, remember when I explained it before to you, I had a name, almost like a, um, a gully or a valley of, of some point. You yeah, know? yeah. It was more of like a, a little valley or a drainage system. It seemed like I was walking between two areas of, of grass, you know, fields of grass on either side. And I was walking, and in the dream there was people. There were people on either side of this little valley that I was in. And I was walking along, and the dream continued for a while, and it was just this long walk. And I noticed it was a bright, sunny day, and as I continued along this walk, with these people that were up on either side of this this area I was walking down and I noticed in front of me at one point there were people I told you about the stream where they were standing and it looked like it was four individuals it was a man and it was three women and in the dream I walked up to them and it's weird in dreams sometimes people don't have to tell you anything you just know who you, people you are right you just know yeah you know and in this dream I walked up and it was um, it was it was family. It was it was family members, and I walked up and it was you know a few aunts and a father. And I walked up and in the dream they they took a they took a knee in the dream, and I noticed at that point there weren't people really around on either side of this valley that I had walked down, but I noticed these were the only people in front of me. And at the point that they took the knee, they looked up or would be looking upward to, towards the sky. So I also looked up to, and it was the brightest light, and the brightest light um, that you could see, almost like the sun is right above you, or like a big floodlight. Yeah, like the in, light that I experienced in my dream. Yeah, shined in your eyes. Right. And uh, I woke up from that dream and shook it off as, wow, that was just weird, you yeah. know, just like a weird dream. Uh, what got even more strange was I had a, came downstairs, and I was having my morning coffee, and I think I even mentioned it to my wife. I said to her, uh, you know, she was sitting there also having her coffee, and I said, I said, I had this weird dream. And I explained it just like I explained it to you. Then I went through my little routine before I headed out the door that day. I turned my phone on, you know, or took it off the charger and started to scroll through. And of course you go on social media, and the very first thing I saw was another family member who is a cousin who lives far in another state say uh, he had made the announcement that he was sorry to announce that his mother had passed uh, that day. Mm. <clears throat> that got really strange. Um, but still didn't put two and two together or think anything of it. Until later that day when another aunt, and here goes more noise over us. Yeah. Of course, right in the middle of the story. Right. Uh, another aunt later that day wrote how sorry she was to lose her sister. And then later in the day, two more of the sisters, two more aunts, also said that they were very sorry, you know, that they had lost their sister. And they expressed their love for her and sadness and everything. And that is when it started to really dawn on me that, <clears throat> coincidence or not, <clears throat> that was very strange and unexplainable. Because the landscape that I had told you was in the dream was identical to that different area, that other state that was far away from here, that would be more in their liking where they lived rather than here. 
Right. And the other part that was uh, also made it at like a connection that would be similar was that what they had where I was walking in was an area where it would take on a lot of water. You know, that's what that drainage system was. And again, we don't have that in our area. However, they have it in their area in that other state. And then the other thing that made it really bizarre was that the fact in the dream there should have been, had it been all the family members, there would have been five of them. There wouldn't have just been the four. It wouldn't have been the three women and one man. And I think I had told you shortly after that 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 was uh, very bizarre. Again, coincidental? I don't know. Maybe a connection? Uh, whatever the theory may be, uh, very, very interesting. So it's those kinds of things that makes you just question things. You know, there's things that we can say that is neuroscience. The science field is going to say that it's just memory that people have. Or, again, that wouldn't even be something because, if, yeah, maybe sometimes they want to explain that dreams are something that are anticipated things for uh, uh, future. But, again, if it's something that's, like, so surreal, how do you explain something like that? You know, I don't think you can because what? you can't even say it was deja vu because it was nothing that you ever experienced before. You know, in terms right. of the the uh, the um, the physical area itself, where the dream took place, it, it's not even around here. Mm-hmm. Right? It's more where they are, and given the fact that there were what five uh, living at the time, and there was only four uh, in the dream, and yet they took a knee and looked up, right, to I guess acknowledge the fact that one had passed. Right, and you had no idea leading up to that point that that obviously was going to happen. How would you know that? Right, correct, because um, there isn't much um, association with that family. Right. There isn't no, a lot of contact. Right, a lot. And of and leading up to that, that time there had been very little, if any, contact. So you probably didn't even know. Um, right, very that, distant and mostly on just social media. Yeah, is, is basically. But there was nothing that had that was leading up to that knowing that that would have let you know that this person was sick or anything like that or or what have you. So, how do you, you know, again, w- w- where does that fall under? Right. Right. The, the unexplainable. The, un- <laughs> Back the to unexplainable. That's exactly right, and it, it's things like that that um, that make you think. Um, you know, beyond what there, there, there's obviously um, something beyond this life. There has to be, right? This can't be the end all, be all, right? Oh yeah, I, I, I think I believe. Well, I was gonna say I think you believe that. I believe that. Right. I, you know, I, and there are probably many, many more people that also think of that. Yeah, I know that. You know, listen, we we know those people that don't <clears throat> that believe that um, there isn't anything. That this is it, and if this is it. Boy, that is disappointing. <laughs> you know, you ain't kidding. Um, but but that's a disappointing <clears throat> thought. But we know, we know that that's not the case. Just because um, there's so many examples of uh, people experiencing things that they've never experienced before that there that there is no way um, we would even have an idea of what it was like or 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 uh, what it was until it actually happened. Again, I know what I felt that morning, that night when I woke up. I know what I felt. And it was unlike anything that I've ever felt before in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, before or since. 
So, and the different experiences and the different abilities that you and, and my wife and many others uh, have. And then there's those people that uh, have the ability to, to read others, where people that have actually passed can come through and let those of us that are still here know that everything's going to be okay, that everything is okay, that they're always with us. And they, and they give, they give um, um, a little snippet of themselves to, to make the person that they're coming through be able to explain or let that, you know, to explain to the person that they're reading, if you will, for lack of a better term, know exactly who it is that's coming through without that, that, that person that's doing it ever knowing them or knowing anything about them. So what is, you know, what, what, what do you, where do you, what does all that mean? Where do you, where do you put all that? Right. Um, so there has to be something beyond this, this life. And, uh, it's the, I, I believe it's the thing that we all strive for, which is, uh, um, uh, it, it, eternal, you know, life, um, under the, uh, or with the glory of God, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, there's so many other stories that we'll get into. Uh, if anything, they're fun to talk about. Yes. And you've had a couple where I've helped you interpret or tried to help you interpret <clears throat> that have been dreams that have come in successive order where one leads into the other, leads into the other, leads into the other. And finally, you've been able to make uh, contact uh, with the person that was trying to make contact with you originally that, that did pass for, you know, however they passed and for whatever reason and so on and so forth, that up to this point, um, you know, it was kind of unexplained, yeah. right? Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that in later They've episodes. They've definitely been entertaining to talk about and trying to decipher, you know? Yeah. If anything, it makes for great conversation. Great conversation. And forget yeah. those books. People always want to get those books then, and, they, you know, they want to tell you what this means and that means and... You know, you know those talk about yeah. people see those dream books, and who knows what those books are, you know. Yeah, what are they How the heck can somebody of? write a book about something about dreams that other people are having? In the, in the individual experiences that are, you know, while many are similar, there's, yeah. there's, there are too many that are completely unlike yeah. anything else. So I don't yeah. know how you could I, I guess I guess what I was saying, you ever see the book sometimes people are saying that if you dream that you're playing in this game, in this sport or something like that, you know, they have the defi- that's the definition of dreams. You know, they'll say you're going to come across a lot of money. Like they're trying to interpret it and yeah. something like that. Like how, how the heck are you going to know if someone's going to come? I understand. Yes, there probably are a lot of representations and we've talked about that too. Yeah. Sometimes a dream if people have them are clear as day. Other times they're a little bit choppy and there's maybe a lot of deciphering that they have to do because it doesn't make sense because I think there's more symbolism in there. But how can one decipher something for somebody else? Like if you were having it, could I sit over here and say, okay, let me go to the book of uh, definitions and tell you that dream that you had earlier that you talked about, you know, yeah. you know, being older and, uh, you know, or, you know, you're at the dock and all this other stuff and say that, oh, well, this means that you're going to have this in life and that in life and everything else. And, but I mean, that was your dream. So it's, it's more specific to you. Listen, I, I would love for someone to, t- to explain to me the one that I told you about where I dreamt in one night, three dreams 
three consecutive dreams where I was a member of the 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and the very last... That was definitely symbolism. <laughs> what does that mean? I didn't mean? think you were going to lace up. You what? weren't lacing up and, well, and getting in the game. I'll tell you, and, and so, so, so very quickly, so you guys hear this dream that I had. So the first oh, dream... you want to end on a comedy. Yeah, yeah. The first dream was that I was in training camp um, with the 1970s Steel Curtain Pittsburgh Steelers, right? <laughs> so I'm standing on the sideline with, uh, with Art Shell and, and L.C. Uh, uh, Greenwood, Mean Joe Green. You know, I'm standing on the sidelines with these Hall of Famers as a rookie with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I literally see Chuck Knoll leading the practices <laughs> and all this. I wake up. I was like, wow, that was so cool. I, the second, I, so I fall back asleep. I go back into the dream. Now it's like Thursday or Friday, and we're, we're leading up to the Sunday big game, right? So we're going through practice. I get told that I'm doing a good job, and I made the team, right? <laughs> I wake up. I'm like, yes, I'm on the team, right? I fall back asleep, not expecting to go back into a third dream. I have a third dream that we're having our pregame meal, right and we're getting ready i'm in the locker room i'm putting my shoulder pads on i'm in the i'm in the the um the locker right next to mean joe green and, and all these guys right? and i remember sitting there in my dream thinking holy smokes i'm a member of the pittsburgh steelers right wow. i wake up and then the moment that i woke up I, I i sat up and i go oh my god please let me go back into uh into this dream tell me i got in the game <laughs> And, of course, I did not have a fourth dream. I don't know if I ever got in the game. You only had a three-peat. That's amazing yourself, I was going to say. The fact that you had it in – well, you probably just kept waking up but kind of going back to sleep and continuing going back in. All in one night. But the fact that you had multiple ones where it actually broke up but you went into the same dream. But I only have one question for you. At any time, even after you said you you had woke, um, did anybody say to you, hey, kid, have a Coke? I, you know what? <laughs> I wish. And on that note, that's a perfect ending. So thanks for, uh, for joining us tonight for this episode of A Burning Desire to Talk. We hope you enjoyed the content. As always, uh, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook. Uh, feel free to, uh, to send a request and we'll be more than happy to, uh, to, uh, to accept it. And on that note, Marky Mark, it's uh, time to say goodnight. Yep, it's been real. Peace. Hey guys, don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, but wait, before you go, go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks a lot.